0: Welcome back to Like to Know It Influencer Radio. I'm your host, Amber Vinsbox. Mary Lawless Lee of Happily Gray is a friend that I am so proud to have and that I genuinely admire. Mary's journey started in a small town in East Texas and has taken her to places she would have never imagined. While working as a nurse, she found inspiration in her own writing and creativity through reading other blogs which led her to start HappilyGray.com. The name itself was based off of her experience of learning that life isn't always so black and white, and that there's actually joy, creativity, and really a lot of excitement to be found in the Happily Gray moments. From getting married and building a home in Nashville to now starting a family, we had a lot of ground to cover in this episode, so I hope you enjoy meeting my friend, Mary. Mary, you and I have something in common in that we both grew up in Texas. Texas girls. What was it like growing up as a child in Marshall, Texas? It was quiet.
1: Um, it was very adventurous. Uh, we lived out on 200 acres in a, in a really royal area. And um, I just remember playing outdoors a lot, summers outside, like literally from sunup to sundown, like running through the pastures, four-wheelers, fishing, ponds, like I just remember most of our time being outdoors. Did you have siblings that you were playing with? Yeah. So I have um, one brother who's 16 months older than me. We were were always like at it. Um, Now we're best friends. But, um, and then I have two older sisters that are seven years older than me.
0: What do parents do professionally when
1: they live in Marshall, Texas? So my mom's a school teacher. She's been teaching for 32 years, I believe. And she's like teacher of the year the last 20 years. She has so many of the plaques, we kid her, they're all in her closet, but she's um, loves her job. And then my dad is kind of just been an entrepreneur, gone through many different businesses. But growing up, he was in the timber business, and it was across from our house. So growing up, I would always like run across to his business, bug like his secretary and all of his team. And now he like does more stuff around the market and trading. Mary,
0: growing up, you talk about going to your dad's office. I remember the same. Did you ever work in the family business? What was your first job?
1: So I went to school for nursing. Um, When I was trying to decide what to go to school for, I I always wanted to do something creative. But then coming from uh, more of a black and white upbringing and more conservative, my parents always encouraged me to do something in healthcare, And I was always really interested in taking care of people and nursing. And so I studied that in school. I got my first job in Houston, and so I just went into um, nursing straight
0: from the bat. So you don't hear about many nurses turn influencers?
1: Yeah, <laughs> Everyone's always so surprised to find that that is my background.
0: What was that like telling your parents that you have graduated from medical school? And
1: Yeah, they didn't understand it. Um, I question now if they, if they really do now, um, but it took a while, even just... It's not even like I was going into like fashion design or something even a little bit more traditional in the creative world. The influencer space is such a new phenomenon, and especially seven years ago it was. And so trying to explain to them what I do or what I was doing at that point was a little bizarre to them, especially my dad when he had just put me through college and, you know, something that they're really proud of and something that I really appreciated. And then three years after that,
0: I'm changing careers. Do you remember any specific discussions or commentary when you brought this to the table?
1: Yeah, I think that a lot of it was, they thought it was just for fun. I actually had to share like financial reports with my dad. So he would, you know, realize that I'm not just making this up. Like there is actually is revenue generating. So I think that was kind of, we like sat down and I started getting his his advice and help on some of the financial business management sides of it. And that's when it really started clicking and then he had a more interest in it. And so then I started really sharing like how these little pieces connect and how this is and the opportunity for it being a big
0: business. So did you decide to stay in Texas to
1: go to school? Yeah, so I, I did. I went to school at UT Austin. I was really excited to move out of a small town to have a different... View and a different pace. And so I actually applied to UT and Baylor and accepted Baylor, had everything sorted out to move there. And then, literally, three weeks before school was about to start, like we we're going down for orientation and that sort of thing, I switched to UT. Like last minute, my cousins were at UT and I had friends there, and that felt a little more familiar. And it was just a kind of a gut reaction. But I love Austin. Um, it really was the point in my life where it, it opened my mind. It was my first time to really see more culture outside of just being and growing up in a small town.
0: And is nursing a four-year program? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's two
1: years of undergrad and then two years of actual nursing school.
0: I'm down in Austin almost every year for South by Southwest and I've seen it totally transform over the past few years, but what was it like going to school down at UT? So it was, I mean, it, it really opened my mind. It
1: was like a whole new world to me, growing up in such a small town, moving to Austin, um, I think the culture um, and the diversity there was the biggest eye-opening experience, but I loved it. I love UT and it still felt somewhat familiar because it was Texas. There's warmth there. Um, and so I think that's how it, it, like I easily transitioned, um, coming from a small town, I quickly met a boy. Um, I met um, a boy when I was a sophomore who I dated for two years and I actually ended up marrying. We got married when I was 21. So, which I look back now, I'm 31 now and that seems crazy young. Um, but it was just, that's kind of what I knew. Um, it's like there was a checklist. Like you go to school, you get married, you get a job, you have kids. Like that's The black and white mentality that I came from. And so I met a a great guy, we got married. And then unfortunately, he was in dental school, and I was in nursing school. And it was just like, we we were so busy head down with school that I think we looked up after he finished dental school, and I finished nursing school. And it was just like, what do we do? Um, We're more friends than we are husband and wife. And um, thankfully, we didn't have kids. And so we mutually split. And it was It was one
0: of the biggest learning lessons I've ever been through. So today, when I think of Nashville, Tennessee, I think of Mary. When did you move out to Tennessee?
1: I moved to Tennessee nine years ago, and it was at the time that I was married. My husband at that time was starting an oral surgery program at Vanderbilt. And so we moved there, and this is what always comes to mind. I moved there. I never looked back. I instantly fell in love with it. When I moved there, I started working at Vanderbilt in their cardiac ICU. And Happily Gray at the time had already started, but it was a little bit early on. And I knew that there was something there, but I still was juggling nursing as well. So I instantly fell in love with the city. I loved my job. I was able to balance Happily Gray. And yeah, it's just flown by. I feel like that was literally yesterday.
0: What year did you start Happily Gray?
1: 2012. Um, officially like first blog post, April 2012. <laughs> and what does happily gray mean? So this is funny. This is a question that I love answering um, because a lot of people assume it's, it was weighted on color um, because especially when I started, a lot of the tones were very muted. But actually, um, so I grew up very black and white from a very conservative, traditional household, which I do appreciate all those morals and values that my parents instilled. I think when I moved out of the house and... Um, moved to Austin, and that that really opened my mind, and I started realizing life is not so black and white. And there's a lot of gray moments, and that's where I felt the most creative and the happiest. And that was really through my twenties that I started really realizing that. So at the time that I started happily gray. And so, when I was thinking through names, it was really one of the hardest decisions. I had so many. I remember writing them down in a book, and and then I would like say them. I'd be, be going to work in the hospital. I would like say them to myself and like try to like feel what comes to mind, what attitude it brought. And, um, happily gray just felt very, very real to where I was at that point in my life. And, and the gray space was my happy space. It was where I felt the most creative, which at that point, happily gray was my creative escape.
0: I remember meeting you in the Reward Style office in Dallas, Texas in April of 2013. Yes, I do too. And I remember you saying that you you were about a year in and that you were so excited about the progress that you were making. And I remember encouraging you and walking away and one of my team members came up and said no, Mary kills it. Like (laughs) I'm telling you, you know, like keep going. You can totally do this, Mary. And then they're like, no, she's doing it. She's, Uh, she's killing it. And so that was, it was really pretty quick then from kind of launching to being probably financially independent based on the blog. Did you launch with a, a plan of this is going to be a career choice or what were you thinking during that time? Complete
1: creative outlet. Um, one of my friends at that time, I'd, I'd seen her posting her outfits, and it was just really like kind of bizarre. Like no one in that time was really doing that. There's only a few OGs, and and it wasn't even something like I didn't follow other influencers. I literally wasn't even on Instagram, and I, and I think that was when did Instagram it had, launch? It was
0: it was becoming popular around thirteen.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I wasn't on Instagram. The world was totally bizarre and and new and. The one thing that spurred the idea of letting this be my creative outlet was I always got asked where my outfits were from and how I put them together. And, and I and also really, really enjoyed writing. Since I was in school and going through grade school, writing was always my favorite subject in English. And so I kind of combined both of those passions and just started really on a limb. I remember calling my friend who I knew had some website development experience and for like 80 bucks. I like bought happilygray.com. We launched my own domain. And then I was like, oh, this is great. I've got a website. I'm just going to post. And I would just candidly throw whatever up. And and I enjoyed it so much. And at that point, like it was just kind of like whenever I had time, just pushing content, writing ton. I would get friends and family to take my pictures like on iPhone and then eventually progressing past that. But
0: and I remember talking to you about the business and you said, we are doing this. We are doing that. And I said, well, who's on your team? And you said, oh, no, me and Allie, your dog. Yes. I, well, I always felt like the amount of work that I
1: had, I was like, this could require a team, especially when I was juggling nursing and literally the other four, the good thing about nursing is you can work three days a week. You have long shifts and so you have four days off. So those four days off, I would grind it out on Happily Gray and Allie, my great Dane, who I got nine years ago would always just be lounging with me while I was working. And I always just would look at her. I'm like sitting at the computer. And I just eventually started saying we. And then someone asked me, who's we? And I was like, "Um, that's a good question. I just naturally started, it's Allie and I, naturally started calling it we.
0: So at what point did you transition out of nursing into full-time influence?
1: It was a year after I moved to Nashville. Um, I had a hard time really giving up nursing. I first went part-time and then I went PRN and I remember I was actually specifically remember this. I was in London. I was shooting street style. This is one of my first times to be in London with the reward style team there, um, with Dave. Oh yeah. And they lined up so many meetings. And so I was there working and my manager at Vanderbilt called me and it was just like 10 a.m or something. It was it was like a random call. And he said, Hey, you know, we haven't been here in a while. Um, we, we, you know, to be in ICU, you have to be there pretty regularly because the research and the, the, the practices really change often. And, he said, I think it's time, whatever your side job is, I think it's time for you to do that. And it was just that push that I needed to actually really let nursing go. And he was so lovely and so sweet. And I don't, I don't even think he understood what I was doing.
0: I was going to say How that side I, job.
1: Yeah. He probably thought I was selling drugs or something. He, doesn't, he didn't know, but um, it, it was just still then influencer world was still such a, a, a new thing. And so a lot of the nurses that I work with didn't understand it at the time that I was friends with. Yeah. It was the push I needed. And at that point I said, you know what? You're right. I think now is the time. And that is literally how I went in that next week, did some paperwork, but that was how I, I fully transitioned into happily gray.
0: That was such a blessing of him to kind of release you and kind of give you permission to step away.
1: Yeah. Because I love nursing. I loved caring for people. That was always what kept me in it. ICU was really challenging. I loved the pace uh, of it. Um, but there, there are a lot of hospital politics and there's a lot of charting. Everything you do, you have to chart and make note of. And so I think that part of the job was a little cumbersome, but the patient care was always what kept me there. And I think that's what I, why I had such a hard time letting it go because that was always a big part of the way that, that I felt fulfilled in that way by the job. In a way, I felt when I launched Happily Gray, Especially because it was so new and a lot of people didn't know what it was, it almost felt like a Vanity Project, and I tried so hard. I didn't. I didn't want that to be the message, and I think that nursing provided
0: me that empathetic piece that made me still feel whole. It's hard to imagine a time, especially right now at New York Fashion Week, when you walk around and every person on every corner is there, coupled with a cinematographer, or a photographer. It's and- crazy. It's it's like living in an alternate universe, honestly. Um, it sort of feels like a video game or something right now. And so it's hard to imagine than years ago where, you know, it was, it was very unique to take photos of yourself and put them on the internet. So you mentioned that in 2013, you know, you were a successful influencer and you weren't even yet on Instagram. But now with Instagram, you have almost a million followers. At what point did that become part of your business?
1: So we got on Instagram probably in that next year. Um, I'd had happily gray for two years and then, and then we got on Instagram and I actually remember my first post was a personal photo. It wasn't, um, anything that I would have put on that would have been representative of the brand. And, um, and and also too, there's so much overlap at that point. Um, we really hadn't started to really strongly brand and, a friend called me and said, Hey, that that's not how you use that platform. <laughs> I literally didn't even understand the use. And she was like, that's not what you're wanting to put up for happily gray. And so I like took it down. But at the time I just what I, was it? I didn't even, it was like, um, it was a picture that I was, that I was sending to her of my outfit because we were about to go to the same, the same place. And she was asking me what I was wearing. And so in all my pictures to that point, like, that I posted, the two that I posted before were outfits, but I didn't really understand the concept or how to use it or how it would have been like a a catalyst for growth for my business. And so she called me. I love that your friend called you down. And she she wasn't, she wasn't even in like the influencer world, but somehow I, I just kind of had missed just really the understanding of it.
0: My mom got on Twitter about two years ago and she thought that you just tag the people that you, she thought it was like a text message. And so she got really upset when she found out the world could see what she was sending to me.
1: Well, see, I thought it was private to her and I don't know why, because it wasn't like totally directed at her, but yeah, that's, I didn't realize it was a public post.
0: So a couple of years after you got on Instagram, we were in Dallas having drinks and I remember at the time you said, I'm doing eight posts a day.
1: Insane. Insane. We, we literally started with like six to eight posts a day. I don't know how I had any followers because they had to get so sick of seeing my face come up, but I, I love creating content and and it was from the beginning for me, it was always about the photography side of it. I really love editing from the beginning. I taught myself Photoshop and I, I loved creating this look and I, I found I first had our, our branding moment through the edit and I feel like that was the reason why I put up so much content because it wasn't just clothes and it wasn't as personal at that point it was like where i was wherever i was traveling landscapes it was kind of like you know like a mood board of the brand the good old trying days trying to find that yeah and and now i feel like it's so personal you have to be so you have to give so much so people can connect which is one of the most challenging things for me now so
0: speaking of personal there's a lot of things that have changed in your life in the last couple of years um what's been going on personally so much um, so like
1: life's been in like fast fast forward mode I feel like so I met Madison two and a half years ago um, Madison and my husband we dated for seven months and got married within three months you were at our wedding it was the quickest like whirlwind um, we just instantly we both instantly knew and fell in love like I feel like I've grown up my mom saying when you know you know and I had that feeling and so got married. We built a house right when we were getting married. We'd started, we signed contracts, built a house, which is another crazy thing to go through our, both of our first homes to build. So a lot of learning. And then, um, through that process, before that process is even over, we found out we were pregnant. We, we weren't not preventing. So we were really excited for that news and we've had a baby just nine weeks ago. So it's been like one thing after another, I think that's how I like it. Cause I literally was just at the OB and we were talking about birth control for the second kid. And I'm like, it's almost like I was sitting there listening to myself talk. And I'm like, no, I don't think we're going to, cause we're going to have number two soon. And I'm like, this is bizarre that I'm even saying this. So I think I like that. I think we kind of just,
0: that's innate for us in a way. <laughs> well, it's, you know, you talk about nursing and, and care and, you know, For those of you who don't know Mary as well, she's a very nurturing, loving, gracious, bright light of a person. And so it's so sweet to get to see her, you know, having a newborn. And, you know, you go from these like super sexy, very chic pictures on Instagram to like she's also making motherhood look so cool all at the same time. But it it does seem very fitting for you. Becoming a mom
1: has like always been my number one dream in life. Um, When Matt and I met, we we, we met and then two weeks later decided to go take a trip together. And it was a very small weekend trip, but we went to Chattanooga and we barely knew each other. Um, but like googly eye in love already. And he asked me like ultimate dream in life. And that's always been to be a mom. I used to say when I was a kid that I was going to have 10, 10 kids, I'd have like all my baby dolls lined up. And I remember specifically remember my dad, um, telling me that I had to get rid of some of them because I had so many baby dolls. And he said, you know what, if you can name all of these babies and remember their names and tell me tomorrow then you can keep them. And it was like my biggest project in life. And I literally, the next morning went through all their names and told them everyone. Um, so yeah, being a mom has always been my, my biggest dream in life. And
0: it's been surreal, like having Navy here now, and it's been amazing. Anyone who's a mother knows that once you're a mother, nothing else happens without a team of people around you. And Happily Gray, of course, you have happilygray.com, you have your Instagram, you have your like to know it, you have your store that you're launching, and probably projects that I'm even unaware of. What does it take to run this business? So it's not Matt and I. Everyone thinks that he works on the brand.
1: He has a completely separate job. That's actually really demanding as well. Um, And I love that. I love that he's got his own world and so do I. Um, So my team is, um, so I have a a manager that's based in LA. She's a manager agent. My business manager is based in LA and so is my attorney. So those guys are in LA and then internally in Nashville with me, I have an editorial assistant, um, my brand director, and then a full-time photographer. So it's a massive team. I did it for so long with just myself and a photographer but, you know, now as you start to build on new verticals and start to launch new businesses, you know, having those people is key. And really, probably my internal team would tell you, we need three more people right now.
0: <laughs> You've always been future focused with the brand and have talked about the things that you have, you know, desired to do with the business. So tell us a little bit more about the things that are coming up for Happily Gray. So a lot's happening. Um so we just launched our
1: home line. That's been the biggest thing in the last three months, um, Happily Gray Home. Uh, it's, it's something that I learned through the building process that there's huge interest there I, and I loved it. I've always loved interiors as much as I have fashion and seeing that my readers were interested in, interested in that sort of content. I think that's what really prompted us to launch Happily Gray Home. So that launched three months ago, we are also um, a, a big piece of my heart to really, I think, bring The nursing side of things um, in the picture is HG Heart. It's a philanthropic side of Happily Gray. We launched that about a year ago through these fitness events. And we, we started having fitness events in different cities. We actually did one in Dallas but it's a mix of influencers and it's open to the public and the proceeds of the ticket sales of of those events go back to a local charity within that city. So that's something we're really passionate about, but even past those fitness events, we're really building out that program more. We're actually starting an exciting program called miles smiles and it's miles, my great Dane. Um, it's going to be visiting Seacrest studios at Vanderbilt, the oncology kids. So there's a lot um, happening under that new vertical, One of the things I'm most passionate about is um, having a product line of my own. It's something that we've been working on for the last two and a half, three years, something I've been dreaming about for five years. Um, So that's in the works. I, I can't really say much about that yet, but... I'm really excited about that new vertical coming soon. And then we are currently building a new retail space in um, a retail space, not even a new our first retail space in Nashville uh, where it's going to be a retail experience um, and our office is in the back and so much of our business is online. So we're not trying to like build out this massive retail store in Nashville, but more of a really thoughtful, Face of the brand. Uh, you can come in and really experience the brand um, as a whole. And we get a lot of questions on meet and greets and uh, wanting to do events in Nashville. So this is going to be a space where um, readers can come in. We can have FaceTime with them and, and do like trunk shows with specific designers and that sort of thing. So I'm so excited about that.
0: With all this growth, I know that you must be learning a lot. What are some things that both professionally and personally that you feel like you've realized or learned lately? So so funny that you're asking this because like the motto
1: that I always tell my team, the one word that i it has been at the top of mind lately is evolve. About a year ago, or maybe even more like a year and a half ago, I think really it's just there's so many influencers and, and that are doing this at such a high level. I really feel like in order to continue to grow your business and to really move past just being an influencer and into the brand space, you have to evolve. And um, for us that, you know, I really challenged myself you know, with what, what new verticals can we launch that would really make the brand more dynamic. And that for us, that was moving into the home space, uh, really making my own product line um, a priority. So I think that's what I'm always echoing from the little things um, to like our, the way we produce our video content to like the, the really big things like new verticals. I always really preach that to my team that we have to continue to evolve.
0: Personally, is there anything that's gone on? I know, you know, when I started having children, I suddenly, my, my worldview changed, my perspective changed. I'm sure there's been some thoughts. Yes, <laughs> completely.
1: Uh, right now, um, I would say the biggest thing is Matt and I are both jumping back into work. Navy is nine weeks old, or actually 10 weeks, 10 weeks of yesterday. So I think we've moved out of the newborn and we're kind of getting back into the swing of things and, and workflow. And so we're really just trying to figure out how does all this work? How do we balance it all? Um, we both have really demanding jobs and I think the hardest thing for me is letting people in to help. I want to do it all. And I, I now understand what mom guilt is. I understand when people say that. And so we just hired help for Navy. And I think that's the, the been the hardest struggle lately is accepting the help and knowing that it's okay and um yeah yeah i mean there's so much more to learn though
0: Mary we've had discussions about the people that you add to your team and how you make sure that you're in the right hands and i think you've been so thoughtful about that um from a you know a manager and an agency perspective i know a lot of influencers grapple with this of when's the right time how do i know if it's the right person what's your perspective on that
1: so building a team is definitely the most challenging and really just finding the right people for the those roles I think at the point where I knew I needed an agent manager, we were actually losing deals. I was losing money. Um, we had so much coming in, so I needed help vetting. And so that was at the point where I signed with CEA. Um, I was with them for five years. It's actually where I met Madison, um, my agent at the time, introduced us. And yeah, so it was just it was a it was a turning point of we didn't have enough hands on deck, and it was just my at the time it was just myself and an assistant. And so that was when I first let someone else in and they started vetting those deals.
0: And as far as just practical tips for people, whether they're running an influencer business or running a retail business or any new business today, there's so much digital application. What are some kind of tips and tricks that you guys are using in your business that we can all take home and apply?
1: Yeah. So my mind instantly goes to, um, there's like photo editing, And because that takes up so much of our time and we used to edit everything on Photoshop and it was, you know, it just, that's just not practical anymore. Um, the world, it just, our, our life, it just moves so fast. And so I feel like, um, having like really savvy photo editing apps, um, and, and grid planning has been really helpful. And, um, one app that we, my team use that we love is called Unum and it is a way to grid plan our, Instagram feed and our, our like layout our social posts. And, um, it's great because you can update captions. Um, you can time it to where it, it posts automatically and it's updated on all of our teams. And so when I sign in, I can see the, the latest update that's made just like how Google docs works. It's basically an in time, um, editing. So it's great. We love Unum. And then I would say like other, my other favorite editing app that I love is Snapseed. It's basically Photoshop on an iPhone. It allows you to target one area of the photo. So I know that's really granular, but uh, my mind that
0: just sucks the most time out. So our mind, my mind goes there. And we all want to come to Nashville now. And especially now thinking that we get to visit you at your store. When will that be live? And where do we come find you?
1: So four weeks, we're hoping, um, is when we finish construction. So we are tentatively planning a soft launch like mid-October. So yeah, we are in the Nations, which is a new um, upcoming area of Nashville. It's being pioneered. The building that we're going in is called L&L Marketplace. And it's kind of set up like Chelsea Market here in New York. It's um, the same mentality. There's like 20 to 30 small businesses going in, all different types of businesses. So our business and office will be there.
0: Mary, thank you so much. We're all excited to come visit you in Nashville and to continue following along. And thank you for being so gracious with your time and stories. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amber. To shop Mary's everyday looks, gorgeous home decor, and lifestyle as the coolest new mom you know, follow her in the Like to Know It app, At Happily Gray. The Like to Know It app is the only place where you can go to search for products and get 100% shoppable results, all in the context of the lives of real, influential people who use those products. Search for products like trench coat, over-the-knee boots, stroller, white marble table, and get results from real people who use them. Like to Know It product search gives you an incredible contextual experience that cannot be found anywhere else. Join our community by downloading the Like to Know It app on the App Store and Google Play.